Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. One of the things that's great about the show is that I get to meet the most fun people on this show that know so much more than me. And I had the honor and privilege to meet with an author that I greatly admire at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego at the end of end of February, early March. Mark is the author of Known, a book that I highly recommend that you pick up, especially if you like audiobooks because he actually reads it himself. That's how I got to listen to the book and it was just really wonderful. Mark Schaefer is a globally recognized author, speaker, podcaster, and business consultant who blogs at Grow, one of the top five marketing blogs in the world. He teaches graduate marketer classes at Rutgers University and has written six best-selling books, including The Tao of Twitter, The Content Code, and of course, what I just mentioned, Known, The Handbook for Building and Unleashing Your Personal Brand in the Digital Age. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Mark. I greatly appreciate it. I'm delighted to be here to riff about boring businesses. <laughs> yes. We're going to be talking today about what your boring business can do to get known in your local market. Most of you guys that are out there listening are boring businesses, usually working in your business. You have your hands in people's mouths, you're putting up those roofs, and you're fixing those houses. So we're going to talk today about what you can do to become an influencer and get known in your local community to help you with your bottom line, which is increase sales. So Mark, to get started, what does it mean to be known? Well, it's a distinction that I that I make in my book that being known is, is different than being famous. Uh, I wrote the book not so that you would become a YouTube star, but that so you would have the presence, the reputation, and the authority to help you get your job done, whatever that is. I think that being known provides a sustainable competitive advantage in the world today. So um, you talked about, you know, people have hands in their mouths. I guess I don't really, oh, I don't want, I, I'm thinking that's probably a dentist, but <laughs> so I mean, so if, if you're somebody who's fixing a roof or a plumber or something like that, the people who are known are going to have an advantage because whatever you're trying to do, raise money for your small business or get new sales or even raise money for a charity, the person that's known is going to have an advantage over the person who's not known. So that's what the book is about. Awesome. So where do you think is the best way for these small businesses to get started on building their reputation and become known? Well, what I talk about in the book is... And, and I've got a lot of boring businesses in the book, by the way. <laughs> yes, I know. That's why you're <laughs> a lot of, a, a lot of businesses that you would consider boring anyway. So really, everyone that becomes known does four things. And there's no, there, there really haven't been any exceptions. And I did a lot of research on this and did research of my own. I interviewed almost 100 people from around the world in all kinds of different businesses and found this pattern that really they did all they all did the same four things and the first thing is you, you need to really develop 
what you want to be known for. So let's say you're in the construction business. Well, what makes you a little bit different? What makes your story unique? Everybody has some backstory, some interesting way of how they do things differently or how they got there or why they do it. So you have to think about what is what is your story? What what makes you different about what you do? Then if you want to be known on uh, on the web and you know, by the way, I'm not someone that says, you know, this, what I say is, is good for, you know, everybody in every situation. It's, it's, it's an idea. It's, it's, it's guidelines. You have to see if it's the right time in your life and the right time in your business to do this. But you have to say, okay, now I kind of know my story. The second step is, where would I tell tell that story? Is there a place that maybe is um, kind of underutilized? Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. One of my favorite examples in the book was uh, a real estate agent. And uh, that's not the most interesting job in the world, especially when this real estate agent, she was in her 20s and she was trying to stand out in a field where there are 6,000 real estate agents in this county where she lived. And what she realized is that many of the real estate agents really didn't know how to use social media very well, especially Instagram. They just posted boring pictures of their houses or you know, had pictures of them standing beside a sold sign. And what my friend did in the real estate business is she peeled back the curtains on what it was like to be a real estate agent. And it's funny. And she posted pictures, for example, of all the dumb things that people do to that all the dumb things they leave in their houses when they're supposed to be cleaned out. And I mean, it's something funny every day. So so she became known and she became beloved in her community for kind of this wacky insight into her life. She just showed her personality. Then the third thing you have to do is you have to figure out, now that you kind of know your story and where to tell it, then how are you going to tell it? What sort of of content are you going to create? And this is where a lot of people get kind of whacked out because they get overwhelmed by all the options and they think, well, you know, how am I going to have the time to do this? But it really isn't that overwhelming. You really have four choices. You have to do something in writing, do something in video, do something in audio, like a podcast like we're doing right now, or you do something visual like the real estate agent did on Instagram. And you pick one of those. You don't have to worry about Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn. Those are all distribution channels. You have to pick one sort of content, just one, and pick something that you're going to love to do, something that's going to be fun. If you're in the construction business, that might be something visual. If you're in a business where you have to explain how to do things, that might be video. If you're in a business where it's really like technical, like if you're in the tech business or something that's kind of complicated or you're in engineering, then it might be something written if it's had, if it has you know, long explanations of things. So uh, you just have to pick one of those four types of content. And then the last thing is you need to build an actionable audience, which is different than a social media audience. 
A lot of people build a social media audience and they think, oh, great, now I'm on Facebook or now I'm on Twitter and, you know, the business is just going to come to me. And it, the world just doesn't work that way. Those social media relationships, <coughs> at least at first, are weak relational links. They're not going to pay you to do something. So you've got to say, all right, it's kind of like a handshake. It's kind of like networking at a chamber of commerce meeting. If you just say hi to someone, they're not going to buy something for, for, from you. And the same thing happens on social media or on the Internet. You've got to take it to the next level. You've got, find, you've got to find ways to engage with these people, maybe even meet them face to face and turn them into an actionable audience that will help you meet your goals. So you talked a lot about online content for getting known. Do you think that there is anything offline that our everyday businesses can do to help get known in their local communities? Oh, absolutely. I've got a blog post coming out this week about uh, a lady who, who cuts my hair. <laughs> she doesn't have a website. Uh, she doesn't even have email. She has no internet presence whatsoever. She's not on Facebook. When I talk about social media, she just rolls her eyes. But she's known in her community because she does what she does really, really well. She specializes in, in, in hair color. Not me, obviously. <laughs> uh, my hair is turning a different color all on its own. <laughs> and then the interesting thing is that when the hair starts to turn back to gray or whatever, it's kind of a reminder to go visit her. So she has this steady flow of customers. She, and and she, she communicates 100% by text messages. And, you know, she has a great business and she delivers the goods and she's very personable. She's a great personality. And, you know, she, you have to, you know, contact her two weeks in advance to even get an appointment with her. And she's raising her prices. I'm here to testify to that. So so she's doing very, very well. And this is kind of the power of word of mouth marketing and referral marketing. Now, what I talked about as far as being known, that's really a kind of word of mouth marketing that's taking place on the web. You, you know, you've got to have a great business. You've got to deliver the goods. You know, if you're, you know, if you're disappointing people, if you have bad customer service, then you're creating word of mouth terrorists, right? No matter how great you do for everybody else. Those people are going to spread those negative stories. And, you know, in the old days, maybe they would just tell six of their neighbors. And now they might be telling 600 of their followers on Twitter. So, you know, you, you, that's the fundamental thing. It's trust. You know, you, you, whenever I interview people who have great businesses, who are creating great brands, you know, on the, on the web and in our world today, the fundamental idea is trust. You can never let your customers down, and that's going to create the conversations that um, propel you into success. Awesome. So for these, these businesses, these everyday businesses who are trying to figure out how to be known while also doing it all in their business, what do you recommend to them with trying to have that online presence and managing their time? Well, 
you know, I, I could say that there's there's probably someone in every single field. I can think of some of the most boring businesses. <laughs> you know, I, I have a friend who's an immigration lawyer in San Diego who has he now gets 100 percent off of his business off of Facebook. He does these little Facebook live videos, which, you know, take almost no time at all. You just turn on the camera and you talk for, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And, you know, that's and then you, you know, he's building a, an incredible audience. He's getting all of his business off that. There's a company in in Europe that makes hand tools. I'm talking about like saws and hammers and, you know, just just basic hand tools. And they've become an international sensation because they've made their employees kind of the stars of these videos that explain what they do and how they do it and the heritage of this company and how they've been doing the same thing for a hundred years. You know, they kind of, just like the real estate example who kind of pulled back the curtains of what it's like to be in their business. So almost every business, no matter how boring it is, they've got an audience, they've got fans, they've got people who love them, who swear by them, who want to cheer for them and see them succeed. And so how do we capture that enthusiasm? How do we capture those stories? How do we build on that momentum? Uh, and that's really what Becoming Known is all about. So do you have any tips for people who are working in their business with trying to produce that content to get them known? Well, yeah, I mean, as, as, as I was saying, that you know, people do find time. <laughs> you know, I could, I could point to examples in, in any kind of business. And so we all have the same amount of time. So it's just a matter of priority. And I, th I think the thing that you have to think about is, you know, let's say you're in the construction business in your community you know, one of your competitors is working on being known and you're not, well, that's going to create a huge advantage to that competitor over time. So, and they have the same amount of time as you. So really it's a matter of, of, of choice. It's a matter of priorities. Every single person in the world, we're all equivalent. We all have the same amount of time. So, you know, if I can become known or you can become known or whoever, you just have to make a choice in the priorities in your life. And it doesn't, uh, I have lots of ideas and tips in the book about how to do this efficiently. It doesn't have to take that much time. I think even if it was maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, you can have a big impact on your business. What do you think it's, whether you're a, a single person, a, a solopreneur, or a multi-million dollar company, what do you think the one hang-up people have about being known is? Well, small businesses and, and solopreneurs have a huge advantage in this space because the biggest problem, especially with big companies, is they try to, they, they try to be too corporate. And, and this is why a lot of big companies are, are failing dramatically on the web right now because everything is sanitized and everything goes through legal approvals and everything has to conform to their corporate standards and small businesses kind of go out there and they say well this this is this is who I am how's everybody doing today 
And that's what people want in this world. They want to connect on an emotional level. They want to know the human side of the business. How are we ever going to see the human side of Procter & Gamble or Unilever or General Motors, these huge companies? But for a small business on a local level, we, we can know these people. We can kind of see their lives. They can become our, our friends. They can become people that we trust in the community. And so that's why I think, you know, the biggest hang up is just showing yourself as a, as a human. And that's the, the biggest disadvantage that these, uh, the big companies have and the biggest advantage that small companies have. I recently did a YouTube video for my Military Marketing Monday segment that I do starting soon every week. And I talked about what your brand can learn from the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. The current Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force's name is uh, Sergeant Caleb Wright. And what I love about what he does is he is literally the face of all of the enlisted airmen in all of the Air Force. And, you know, he reports to generals and to the president directly, but he's the highest ranking enlisted person. But he has the best Facebook fit page. He mm -hmm. finds a way to, like, relate and connect with the families and the airmen on such a personal level. And I feel like big brands and small brands need to really get over this hang-up that, like, oh, no one cares about having a face of a brand because – if the United States Air Force can have a face to their brand to connect and relate and be personable, I really think that any brand can do it. Right, right. That's a great that's a great example. And it's also a great example of of leadership. I mean, you need to take you need to pay attention to people. You need to see, you know, what what's going on with them and, and how are they doing and you know what's the what's the tone out there and that's what we need to do with our businesses, too. We have this amazing opportunity. I mean, let's say you're a small business. You don't have an opportunity to see your customers every day or maybe every week and maybe even every year if you're like in like a construction business or something like that. But through the social web, we have an opportunity to connect with this little drip, drip, drip of communications that says, I'm here. You know, I'm interested in you. I'm listening to you. We've created something new. Look at this new project we're working on. Look at this new technology that we're experimenting with. And it's it's a way to keep you at the top of mind, even if you don't see them every day. And I think that uh, leader that you talk about with the Air Forces is doing the same thing in a very smart way. Yes, it's awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All-in-One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All-in-One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All-in-One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now, back to the show. So, I'm dying to know, what is your favorite marketing that you have ever seen 
from, I guess recently, I know you've been doing this for a long time. So what's your favorite piece of marketing that you currently are just loving right now that just speaks to your your way of doing things, touches your heart most? There's oh, so many, but, but one that I, I, I absolutely love is, you know, I've been studying about how do, how do big companies overcome these hurdles? How do they become more human and more connected? You know, it, for a small business that has, you know, a hundred or even a thousand followers on Facebook or Twitter, that's one thing. But what if you have three million or five million followers, someone like North Face? North Face is just an amazing company in, in, in their in their marketing. It, it's a great role model for, for all of us. And there's one video that they put out that I think is absolutely spectacular. So if you think about who buys these you know extreme sports athletes that maybe they're hard to understand why someone would spend their life climbing a rock, climbing a, a mountain. Or, or running down trails or exposing themselves to, you know, these harsh conditions. And they created this video uh, about a year ago that, that, that shows these people in action. And it has, like, a word, it'll say madness, and then it'll flip it over that says adventurer. And it'll, and it'll have like another negative word and I'll flip it over and say pioneer. And it shows people overcoming these incredible obstacles. It shows them bleeding and crying and screaming in anguish. It shows them, you know, freezing and falling. But ultimately, they also overcome these obstacles. And so what I love about this is it, it, it doesn't it's not a piece of marketing that says buy more stuff it's about their customers it celebrates their customers and gives them a reason to belong and says you're okay no matter what the rest of the world says you're okay and I, I I just I love the video I love the the rawness and the honesty and the idea that they're giving these permission these people permission to do what they do and to belong and I think the video has been seen something like 8 million times by now. You know, and it probably didn't cost that much to produce. It's maybe two minutes long. And here's the thing that was so amazing about this. So the one of the first comments on this video was, now that's how you advertise. But it wasn't an advertisement. You know, it wasn't paid media. It was a video they put on YouTube for free, like everybody else. It wasn't a paid advertisement. It wasn't on television. It wasn't in a magazine. It was content. But that is advertising today. That is how we reach our customers today. And that's why I love the video so much. It's, it was North Face is, is, is just doing an amazing job with their marketing. It sounds like North Face basically created was along for the journey. This person was climbing a mountain just so happened to be wearing their gear. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I'm sure they're wearing the gear. I mean, I think you only saw the logo maybe maybe once. There was this shot 
where like they were up on top of the mountain and it was like snowing and it was just like it was so windy the wind was just howling and they showed the tent just you know just shaking with the wind and you could see the north face logo you know on the tent <laughs> and of course you know you saw the logo at the beginning and you saw the the logo at the end but it was really the focus and the story was about about the customers and i thought that was brilliant nobody wants to know about you your company they don't want to know about how good your plumbing is i mean they don't care they'll they'll, they'll call you when they when they need you you know they don't really care about some award you won because you're the great you know pet exter- pest pest exterminator around but they they will be attracted to you if you're a human being and and you try to create friends it's not about selling it's about creating relationships that's what people value today in fact it's what people have always valued since the beginning of time we want to do business with those that we know we like and we trust not who has the craziest ads on TV with some sale right I mean that might get some sort of short boost but in the long term we want to do business with people that we know like and trust and that's the real opportunity is to create that relationship we need to be creating stories where our customers are the hero of the story not us not the brand not the product we're just kind of along for the ride we're, we're the guide for for the hero of that story and i think that you you said that perfectly. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. If anyone wants to connect with you, follow you, know you, learn from you, where do they go? It's easy to find me. I'm at businessesgrow.com. And you can find my blog, my podcast, my books, and lots of other free resources there for businesses of any size. Businesses Grow. Awesome. And guys, I'm going to include the link to that in the show notes along with the link where you can go buy his book, Known, so that you can learn everything you need to know with his four steps that he has talked about in the podcast and so much more to help you get known in your community as well. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share with your friends. And if you really, really liked it, leave us a comment on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. And like we always say in military life, it is never goodbye. It is see you soon. So until next time, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.